everybody welcome to another episode of rebunk my name is scott coming at you live from nashville tennessee and uh got a, i got a fantastic episode for you guys today um just real quick i want to tell you guys how you can follow and support the show i got uh, some really cool stuff and a really cool announcement here for you guys so um real quick so if you want to support the show head over to rebunk.news this is the main website where you're going to find everything related to the show um it's just basically a landing page with links to everything to get you where you need to go um i definitely want to call attention to the top here the Substack. so if you go to rebunk.substack substack.com or just enter your email at the top there it's going to take you over to the substack where uh, basically i'm using this as a newsletter to push out any new episodes there's also a way to be like a five dollar a month supporter on there so that really helps so thank you all the guy for everybody that's already contributing that way but also it's just really a good um, a spot to stay up to date with the show as opposed to the previous newsletter that i did so if you want to stay up to date with the show just go to uh, rebunk.substack.com and sign up there. Um, it's free. There's no charge beyond it. Um, I may put out some bonus episodes from time to time um, for like paid subscribers, but for the most part, it's just uh, um, you know a great way to stay up to date with the show. Um, the other thing I haven't pulled, the, I didn't pull this up here, but you guys, I'm I'm leaving in the morning. I'm getting on a plane. I'm flying to Austin, Texas, and this Saturday we are putting together the American Liberty Awards, um, and it's going to be an awesome event. Um, if you guys can't make it, like there's, there's, look at that, three days left, a little over three days left. You can still get your tickets at AmericanLibertyAwards.com here. It's like 76 bucks for a ticket. Come hang out with me, Frank Kavanaugh, Matt Baker, uh, the Unjected crew. Shelby's flying in from Hawaii. Um, it's going to be such an epic event. We've confirmed, here's the confirmed people. Rob Dew from InfoWars is hosting. We have confirmed Alex Jones. We've confirmed Roseanne Barr. We've confirmed... Jimmy Levy, Dr. Peter McCullough, Stu Peters, Carrie Lake. It's going to be the place to be, the happiness place in all of America. It's going to be this Saturday. Now, if you can't actually catch the show, if you can't come hang out with us live, um, it's going to be live streamed on InfoWars, on Bandot Video, and it's going to be live streamed on the Stu Peters Network and American Media Periscope. So um, get your tickets now or catch the live stream Saturday the 12th at 8 p.m. This Saturday, 8 p.m. Central. So do not miss it. Do not miss it. It's going to be epic. Um, I can't even begin to tell you how, to, how excited I am, you guys. And then, of course, for those of you that will be in Austin for the event, the next day is InfoWars Summerfest 2023. It's going to be at Barton Springs Park. So come hang out with us. It's like the InfoWars crew, all of the crew that's putting this together. It's going to be like the after party after the American Liberty Awards. So it's totally free just in an open public park. So just come down and hang out with us. So either way, you know, whether you're, I mean, it's just like a whole weekend package. It's gonna, I mean, it's free to come to the event, uh, to the, the, the cookout on Sunday, but man, oh man, it's going to be epic. So, all right, guys. So back over to the website, rebunk.news. Oh, and that's American Liberty awards.com for all the information. You can still vote. I think they're closing the voting down tonight, but you can vote on there and, uh, read about all the nominees over here. So, all right. Anyway, real quick. Um, back over to the page. Uh, basically if you guys want to support, there's all the, um, affiliate links at the top, Richard Groves autonomy, TRS, heavy metal detox, truthtrs.com. The give, send go is there. If you want to click that, just throw a little bit in the tip jar. And then of course, uh, the t-shirt shop. So the t-shirt shop is just on fire. You guys are just, I really appreciate all the support you guys have been doing and ordering these awesome t-shirts. Um, we've got men's shirts, women's shirts, t-shirts, or uh, excuse me, hats, beanies, and of course the stickers are just out of control. So anyway, like the COVID Kool-Aid man, 
my favorite, my personal favorite, the Beavis, are you threatening me sticker? Like you got to slap that on all your stuff. So anyway, guys, all right. Longer than normal intro. Thank you very much. And I really uh, want to thank my um, guests for being patient, hanging out in the back room there. Um, hang on just a sec, guys. Okay. So um, I'm very, very grateful for this today, guys. So uh, joining me tonight is uh, Richard Gage. You guys know him. He was a previous on episode eight of uh, Rebunk News. Let me, let me show you here. So if you guys go to episode eight on your live stream, uh, your podcast player, or um, you know, on Rumble here, I'll, I'll put the link in the description. But this is where we first brought Richard back on shortly after. And uh, we, we pretty much focused on the towers. And today we're going to talk about the parallels between 9-11 and COVID. So um, for those of you that may not familiar, Richard Gage, AIA, is an architect of 30 years from the San Francisco Bay Area, a member of the American Institute of Architects, and the founder and former CEO of Architects and Engineers for 9-11 Truth. He's now independent. Uh, he, along with his courageous wife and assistant, Gail, who's awesome. I've had the privilege of having dinner with both of them, and I just can't tell you how awesome they both are. Um, they continue to lead the charge toward a real investigation into the destruction of the all three World Trade Center towers. And uh, you can find all of that at now at richardgage911.org. All right. So no longer with Architects and Engineers from 9-11 Truth, head over to richardgage911.org. Um, and uh, yeah, you guys. So here we go. Let's let's bring Richard in. Richard, welcome, welcome, welcome back to the show. Awesome to be here again, Scott. Yeah. Great to see you too. Really an honor to mm -hmm. kind of, you know, you know, I've helped you out with some stuff in the, in the past, you know what I mean? Some like video editing stuff. And it's just to me, I think I've expressed this before to you. To me, it's just such an honor to be able to be involved in the work that you're doing in just a teeny tiny little way. I know it's just like, you know, you're like, hey, can you download this video or edit this? To me, that's huge. Like, you know, when I first got into this whole thing, you know, looking at government corruption, looking at the 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 world that, you know, had been hidden for me this whole time, 9-11, particularly Tower 7, was the big one for me. That was the first thing that kind of opened my eyes to all of this, you know. And then, of course, I stumbled across your work and uh for, so for now to be on this side of it and actually helping with some of the stuff, it's like the, the biggest honor of my life. So thank you so much for joining me today. I really, really, really appreciate it. Oh man. It's, it's an honor for me. Uh, so thank you for the opportunity. We need to reach yeah. uh, a lot more people with a lot more of this information. And the last time we got together, uh, gosh, was it a year ago? Yeah. Probably um, about a year. Yeah. We talked about building seven, the third tower that collapsed at free fall acceleration straight down into its own footprint in under seven seconds symmetrically. And uh, we won't be going over that again, but if you didn't know about the third tower, you guys uh, be sure to check out that number eight uh, podcast of Scott's. Mm -hmm. And we talked about the twin towers as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and they're a very explosive destruction. We proved in fact that all three towers came down by explosive controlled demolition with uh, incendiaries and high energy explosives in the case of the twin towers. So uh, be sure to check those uh, that information out. Cause we're taking off from there today. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah. So now for the folks that, that may not be familiar, like this kind of this conversation here, the COVID 19, like all the corruption and all the silliness that happened there. And uh, you know, how that kind of overlaps with 9-11. Like that was like the discussion that you were having that actually kind of, you know, created your your departure from architects and engineers for 9-11 Truth. Do you, do you want to speak to that at all before we get to jump into it? Uh, sure. Um, the the, the 3,600 architects and engineers for 9-11 Truth uh, signed on to that petition demanding a new investigation. Uh, they, they 
they did not sign a petition demanding a new investigation of COVID. Mm. Uh, yeah. So uh, the board felt that it wasn't appropriate for me to speak about COVID. And mm. I had a difference of opinion and that evolved into uh, my leaving the organization. So uh, I'm now able, as you'll see today, yeah. talk about the parallels between 9-11 and COVID, which is very important because many people in the COVID truth movement have no idea mm. about 9-11. I mean, many of the truth tellers in that movement don't like you uh, speak about what really happened on 9-11 and vice versa, Scott. Many people in the 9-11 truth movement uh, have taken the vaccine and, mm -hmm. and don't understand that this was also a deep uh, state false flag psyop. And, and uh, it's very, very, very dangerous, very manipulative uh, uh, what, what what's happened over the last three years. Yeah. And well, I just want to thank you for your courage with that and standing firm on your principles, because this is the conversation that needs to be had. If we spend all this time looking at, you know, past examples of corruption, but we just turn a blind eye when it rears its head again, then what's the point, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, that just must, you know, I can't even, I mean, I kind of do know what, you know, the same feelings around, you know, the building up this huge project, right. Building up your, pouring your life and soul into this thing and then having to walk away from it. You know, I did that with a previous podcast I was used to be involved with on a very minor scale. I know what that's and what that's like, but still, nonetheless, I know what that feels like. So your courage and perseverance, sticking with your principles. I have so much respect and admiration for that. And it's so true. 9-11, understanding 9-11 is kind of the, the linchpin and understanding what we're seeing. You can't have any context to understand what we're seeing with the lockdowns, all the, the, the biosecurity state, all of that stuff is, has direct ties and a lot of the same characters involved with the same, with, with the 9-11 situation. So it's fundamental for people to understand 9-11 in order for them to understand what we're seeing with COVID right now and, and how it's continuing to progress into larger agendas. And, you know, in fact, I knew that from the get. So when I started Truthzilla, the, the show that I used to be involved with, episode one, like the whole impetus of the show was basically we wanted to show people proven, undeniable things that were out there in the public domain that were would be considered, quote unquote, un, you know, conspiracy. But we wanted to show, no, this is true. This is real. This is happening. And it's happening again. And the very first episode we ever did was Tower 7, because I felt that that was the absolute key to understanding what we're seeing now. And so the fact that you are uh, out there speaking this truth is uh, probably the most important work that's being done right now. So hmm. with that, with that, where would you like to start, Richard? I know you have a presentation. Should we just pull that up and get going? Yeah. Or Okay, let's do let's it. Let's do it. All right. Uh, really? Got it. All right, I'm not going to yeah. touch it. I'm not going to touch anything, Richard. We're just right. roll. So we don't want you guys to be the last to know about what's going on. And, and that's one of the most important things because uh, we, we need everybody to know what's what's going on. Once people begin to be aware that 9-11 was a false flag operation, we, we all of a sudden, people are less willing <laughs> to buy into the next one. Like I didn't buy into COVID right away because I was mm -hmm. looking for alternative to the lies that they were they were feeding us, so uh, that's that's real important. These two events radically changed American society and the world, politically, culturally, economically, geopolitically. The question is, uh, with 9/11 and COVID-19, were these intended outcomes? And to answer that question, we've got to look for patterns, connect the dots. We ask questions, and of course, we have to be very fearless uh, because we get 
labeled for asking questions. We get censored. Uh, and what are the questions? Were, were there foreknowledge of these events, both 9-11 and COVID? Drills, insider trading, predictive programming. We're going to have an opportunity to go through all of this. Uh, if we can get through, we got to go real fast to, to mm -hmm. even have a hope of that. Uh, is there an elusive, powerful enemy? Is there a climate of fear that's been created? Do we have extreme control of information and practices by powerful state agencies? Is there an abuse of science? Responses to the original problem that was engineered that are far more harmful than the original problem itself. A real investigation in either case. Uh, false official accounts, media censorship, is questioning even allowed? Uh, is there a manipulating, shifting narrative? Uh, is there are there serious conflicts of interest with suspicious benefits for insiders? Is there the implementation of draconian policies and surveillance? Well, Kevin Ryan developed these uh, uh, interesting, uh, very, very interesting. He, he, he just dug through and said, what are the parallels? Uh, he's a researcher in the 9-11 truth movement, an extraordinary uh, piece of work that uh, he, he laid out in just a half an hour. And I've expanded it into two hours now. Um, so we begin with building seven. Did you even know about, it? most people don't even know about the third worst structural failure in modern history. If you didn't, again, check out podcast number eight of Rebunked, because we talk about this building that was 47 stories tall, uh, a football field away from the North Tower. He showed it coming down the East Penthouse first in on the upper left in an isolated event. And then six seconds later, the entire building does this straight down uniformly, symmetrically into its own footprint. And we looked at the evidence uh, the last time we got together here. Uh, of uh, controlled demolition, and it was across the board, uniformly uh, control, uh, controlled demolition is the, is the solution, uh, the, the conclusion. Uh, that brought 3,600 architects and engineers to the table uh, publicly demanding a new investigation. We have all 10 key characteristic features and some very uncharacteristic features, too, of controlled demolition. Uh, this is direct evidence of destruction with explosives and incendiaries. Fire doesn't create any one of these, let alone all of them, with additional circumstantial corroborative evidence and testimony. That's the proof that has brought uh, all of these architects and engineers to bear. Over at AE911truth.org. And we've taken the evidence uh, of Building 7 and the Twin Towers, we put it into uh, the film, 9-11 Crime Scene to Courtroom, which we're editing right now. Mm. If you want to co-produce this film, we encourage you guys to uh, donate at um, at uh, richardgage911.org, richardgage911.org, and you can be a co-producer of the film yourself. And Scott's going to be helping us with this film, and uh, he's uh, already on board as a co-producer. <laughs> Oh, that's so, the coolest thing ever. <laughs> you can uh, join him right there. Here's the outline of evidence in a brochure. You can get 10 of them for 100 of them for 10 bucks. But let's jump into the parallels. Parallel number one, because when events are planned and people know about it in advance, right? So we have foreknowledge. That makes sense. Was there foreknowledge in the case of 9 11? Oh, yeah. We have NORAD practicing 
28 hijack exercise events within two years of 9-11. Come on. Uh, what are the odds? Well, if we really uh, look at this carefully, oops, uh, we can see. Let me get my screen bigger so I can see this too. There we go. Um, we have uh, many of these. Um, in fact, there we go. Uh, foreign hijacked, foreign hijacked uh, airliner crashing it into famous U.S. buildings. Terrorists loading a Learjet with explosives. Uh, hijacked aircraft hit many targets. Uh, manipulating uh, Al Qaeda uh, with with data mining. Um, that's interesting. Um, uh, and the terrorist crashes a Federal Express plane into the UN headquarters. So, but you got Condoleezza Rice. Nobody could imagine loading a jet full of uh, fuel and crashing it in as a missile into a building. And yet these were key exercises prior to 9-11. WMD loaded onto a FedEx, another FedEx plane and a commercial aircraft hitting what? The Pentagon. So, yeah, this was uh, all anticipated. In fact, many of these exercises uh, we're, we're just uh, six months prior to 9-11, and some of them on the date of 9-11, mm. several of them here on the date of 9-11, even. And it's, it's amazing uh, when you look at all of this. Uh, these are all on 9-11, uh, in fact, confusing the NORAD radar text as to what was real world and what was uh, exercise. Uh, and they're actually saying that. Some of the exercises have been Laden on the cover. Some have the North Tower targeted. Mm. Uh, so it's not a surprise whatsoever, right? And then the day before 9-11, we have Tripod 2, biochemical attack drill with hundreds of FEMA, New York Police Department, Fire Department, FBI, military personnel, hundreds right near World Trade Center, North Tower, on Pier 92, ready to go to jump into action on September 11th, the next day. Listen to this. Rescue worker with the National oh, we got sound Search on this and one. Rescue. It's part of FEMA, the Federal Disaster Relief Agency. So Tom Kennedy, Kenny from the Urban Search and Rescue Team. To be honest with you, uh, we arrived on uh, late Monday night and went into action on Tuesday morning. Thank you for being honest, Tom. Wow. Went right into action September 10th, uh, uh, September 11th, because they were there on September 10th. Uh, Giuliani's opening statement said, gosh, what a coincidence. We had uh, Pier 92 uh, selected as this biochemical attack drill uh, on the next day. Oh, what a, uh, going to have a drill. It had hundreds of people from FEMA and all these agencies, right? The equipment was already there, he said. So we were able to establish a command center there within three days. It was probably within one day uh, because uh, that's what they were set up to do. Uh, Bush Cheney staff also were put on uh, Cipro on 9 11, uh, about a week ahead of the anthrax letter attacks. So, why were they given Cipro, which is the antibiotic for the disease anthrax? Before anybody knew these attacks were coming. Well, obviously, they knew the anthrax was coming, too. Uh, and Dr. Tubbs, the personal assistant of, of Bush and Cheney, the White House, uh, uh, even talks about it. But over on the COVID side, do we have knowledge of four 
uh, foreknowledge of these with drills. Yeah. Event 201, a tabletop exercise promoted by, sponsored by Johns Hopkins, Bill and Melinda Gates, uh, and the World Economic Forum, uh, key individual organi organizations that have their fingers in everything. Uh, yep. They had uh, dozens of, of experts uh, assembled three months prior to 9-11, anticipating a pandemic of a novel coronavirus, uh, which happened three months later. And they even anticipate and promote countermeasures uh, to for vaccine hesitancy, for instance. Mm -hmm. It's all planned out in advance. Also, we got Fauci announcing this. There will be a surprise outbreak. 2017. Pandemic uh, preparedness. And if there's one message that I want to leave with you today, there is no question that there will be a challenge, the coming administration in the arena of infectious diseases. Wow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there's no doubt about it. Mm -hmm. And they do this again and again and again. In fact, it turns out that uh, the, the U.S. Department of Defense is highly involved in COVID uh, with advanced knowledge. Uh, with a COVID-19, in fact, the name COVID-19, a research contract uh, uh, three months prior to COVID was known to exist. And Fauci and Moderna had a vaccine ready in 2019 before the disease even came out. And this is all documented uh, here in this case. The discovery of a contract awarded by the U.S. Department of Defense to Labyrinth Global Health for COVID-19 research in November 2019 has raised questions about the permanent U.S. government's knowledge of the novel coronavirus. And it it goes on. We, going back to 9-11, we have stock options where people uh, bet millions that the value of the airliners would go down the next day. And they did. These are put options. And so uh, the 9-11 the Commission actually followed this and wrote about it. And they said, well, we traced this uh, all the way to where we could then let go of it because it didn't go to Al Qaeda. We didn't, we knew it wasn't insider trading, so we didn't have to research it any further. <laughs> what? Come on. Well, where did it go? Okay. It went to Alan Dulles, Deutsche Bank building, Swiss Re, etc. People who are obviously had foreknowledge uh, uh, and promoted or engaged in this insider trading, but we didn't hear about that on the 9-11 commission itself. No. Um, in fact, uh, there were four senators on the intelligence committee that had insider knowledge based on tips that they were given by the, because uh, they were on the intelligence committee, uh, given by the intelligence uh, agencies. And so they were under investigation uh, for uh, trading on that intelligence we have uh, Bill and Melinda Gates, the CDC, and the WHO also uh, with involved, and we'll come back to that. Uh, in the case of, uh, well, parallel number two, again, uh, developed by Kevin Ryan, uh, these parallels. Uh, we have a false official accounts, uh, the myth, 19 fundamentalist hijackers that we destroyed uh, on rebunked number eight. Uh, was we went through all the evidence of explosive demolition. So the mm -hmm. myth that the planes and the jet fuel brought down the towers uh, has, has been debunked. The myth that the Pentagon 
was penetrated by Hani Hanjer, who failed Cessna flying school, couldn't even fly a Cessna, much less uh, an airliner performing a 270-degree spiral turn, more like a fighter jet, and hitting where? Not the vulnerable roof structure of the Pentagon that could have killed uh, the top brass uh, in the military, uh, but they hit, they hit the Office of Intelligence, Naval Intelligence, that was actually responsible for finding the $2.3 trillion that Donald Rumsfeld had announced the day before 9-11 was uh, unaccountable for in the uh, budget. So speaking of false official accounts, how about coronavirus migrating from bats to humans? That's what the media put out day after day, uh, week after week, month after month, and it just began to fall apart. Uh, we'll look at that uh, in a moment. Gain of function research? Uh, wait a minute. Uh, if there was gain of function, then it was obviously foreknowledge. This is very interesting. 100,000 documents reveal disturbing details about the high-risk gain-of-function experiments uh, through Chapel Hill, North Carolina, and uh, which is actually uh, exposed by uh, the chairman, former chairman of the Lancet COVID-19 Commission, Jeffrey Sachs, who was placed there to find out how the virus um, was um, whether how how it how it got out, if if you will, and he says uh, I'm pretty convinced that it came out of a U.S. biotech biotechnical biotechnical biotechnology lab, not out of nature, which is the original whole point. And so this has been proved six ways from Sunday since then. But he was fired, and that commission, which was looking for the origin of the virus, uh, has been uh, tabled. Even the NIH, Fauci's NIH himself itself admits that the U.S. gain-of-function in Wuhan, the U.S. funded the gain-of-function in Wuhan, despite Fauci's continuing denials. Also, we have false official accounts like a million Americans have died from COVID and, and, and are dying. Uh, wear masks to flatten the curve. Lockdowns save lives. Vaccines provide better immunity than natural immunity. COVID vaccines are safe and effective. So these official uh, accounts form a myth that have all been proven to be uh, uh, sad, uh, uh, false. Uh, and we get to parallel number three, an elusive, powerful enemy. Remember the hidden terrorists that could be in the U.S. do mm -hmm. massive damage with weapons of mass destruction. Uh, the Osama bin Laden at large uh, in a cave, eluding the most technologically advanced military intelligence in the world, uh, the deadly anthrax letters. Uh, and, you know, they could come at, be mailed to you and you could die just by opening an envelope full of white powder. Uh, and, and this happened. 21 people uh, were seriously uh, ill and five died when that happened a week after 9-11. Uh, on the COVID side, we have elusive, powerful enemy, don't we? The virus that can't be seen. Any, pers any person uh, or surface that you touch uh, could get inside of you and multiply and become unpredictable. You could become a super spreader. Uh, the, hmm. So the only way to protect yourself is to stay home, hide behind a mask, and hope it doesn't get you, right? And you got to trust the vaccine uh, because you, you, you can't handle this one with your own immunity even though it had a 98.9 or higher um, mm -hmm. 
you know, survival rate, right? Mm-hmm. So on the, the next parallel, number four, creating a climate of fear and division. Is that what happened with 9-11? Oh, yeah. Fear-based media propaganda about Muslim terrorists 24-7 with these threat uh, colored indicators to tell you how afraid you should be if that ever gets up uh, toward high or severe. Oh my God. <laughs> and, 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 and watch out for these fundamental, fundamental, fun, fanatical Muslim terrorists with terror cells in every major city. They can strike at any time, from anywhere. Better put the duct tape over your windows and the plastic too, because uh, that's the only thing live. Uh, so with the COVID side, of course, there's this climate of fear with alarmist predictions of mass death if you don't follow instructions, a media propaganda about overcrowded hospitals, a crisis of not enough respirators, and even mass graves, none of which uh, turned out to be true. Uh, the, the exaggerated number of COVID cases, uh, which, which we'll get to, with these positive tests. Asymptomatic people can become super spreaders. You can take it home and kill grandma. It's a pandemic of the unvaccinated fighting and conquering uh, the American people and people around the world from each other. Keep people from asking questions because all of a sudden uh, you're become part of the problem just for asking questions. Parallel number five is extreme control of information by government agencies and international corporations with the CIA and the FBI in the case of 9-11 filtering all the data. Intelligence agency contractors data is not discoverable via the Freedom of Information Act. You can't get at it because they're not U.S. agencies. So they subcontract all this out. Financial corporations like uh, Paul Bremer of Cantor Fitzgerald with the first press statement uh, in fingering Osama bin Laden and Cheney and Bush with controlled testimony uh, to 9-11 commission with no oath, no notes could be taken uh, and uh, completely unaccountable. Uh, and this use of fudged computer models for building for these building reports that we completely decimated uh, on uh, rebunked podcast number eight a year ago, which you can still see on rebunked.com. Is that right? Rebunked.news is links to the website. But yeah, it's uh, just, yeah, on all podcast players. Just scroll back to episode eight, guys. You'll find it. Yeah. Yep. And on the COVID side, of course, we have the CDC, the WHO, NIAID, Pfizer, Gates, Fauci in control of all of this propaganda. Uh, the White House National Security Council actually was placed in control of the October 2019 event 201 drill itself so there you have the national security council from the white house in control of that event bill gates granting the international media 319 million dollars is that really a grant or does he expect something in return because we'll see his hands are in the profits of the covid in fact um this is obviously not um a free gift to educate the public about the dangers of COVID. It's to create hysteria so that they can uh, make money on the product, which we'll get to. Uh, Fauci and Nyad originally praised the human immune system over the flu uh, with the flu vaccines. Uh, in other words, uh, listen to this. If she really has the flu, she definitely doesn't need a flu vaccine. 
if yes, she really has the flu. She right. should not get it again. No, she doesn't need it because the, it, it's the be, it's the most potent vaccination is getting infected yourself. Well, all of a sudden, that's not true anymore. You've got to get the vaccine because you will die. Some of the newscasters on the mainstream media told us if you don't. Uh, and then who's funding the fact checkers? Gates. <laughs> Gates is funding the Facebook fact checkers. Now, is he, he's in a position to make huge profits and has on the vaccines. Uh, it's, it's absolutely incredible. And, and we have uh, Neil Ferguson, uh, who is the genius behind the computer modeling, uh, who's, who's creating catastrophic projections that were proved wrong, but not before manipulating international government policies on non-pharmaceutical measures, i.e. lockdowns. So he says um, the, the, these uh, simu computer simulations drove the world's response. He says uh, he's one of the highest profile uh, in the effort to uh, use mathematical models that predict the spread of the virus. Uh, research doesn't get any more policy-driven than this. It's, uh, you might face more than 500,000 deaths if the government doesn't take radical action. So right after this, Prime Minister Boris Johnson, uh, based on these projections, almost immediately announced stringent new restrictions on people's movements. And of course, with the masks and everything, this is before the vaccine came out. It's the primary model used to justify these lockdowns in its first. It failed its first real world test, though, uh, because it was proved uh, that there's extreme disparities between the projections and reality. So uh, it, was, it was discredited, but only after, like usual, uh, the people are manipulated on a mass scale. Parallel number six, abuse of science. Uh, we have the NIST, um, National Institute of Standards and Technology, reporting uh, they ignore the overwhelming and irrefutable evidence of explosive demolition and, and, and destruction with incendiaries at the three World Trade Center skyscrapers, ignoring the seismic evidence, ignoring the hundreds of witnesses of explosions, extreme temperatures of molten iron, uh, and billions of molten iron microspheres and chips of nanothermite found in all the World Trade Center dust samples. Uh, on the COVID side, we have the ignoring of the established science of natural immunity in the body, as we talked about, and the two-year safety efficacy studies that weren't completed, though promised. In other words, 20,000 placebo recipients in Pfizer's biggest trial for the vaccines were actually vaccinated. You don't vaccinate the control group. That destroyed the control group. Uh, this has been well-documented, admitted, and acknowledged. And of course, it just, uh, they, I guess they couldn't afford to show people that people in the placebo group would not have gotten all of the side effects, including death, that many of the, uh, the, the vaccination group did. Uh, we have the manipulation of disease statistics and death certificates by statisticians. COVID deaths are what? Any death accompanied with a positive test result. This was shocking to so many people, but listen to the state of Illinois Health Department director herself. I just want to be clear in terms of the definition of people dying of COVID. So the case definition is, is very simplistic. It means at the time of death, um, it was a COVID positive diagnosis. So that means that if you were 
in hospice and had already been given, you know, a few weeks to live, and then you also were found to have COVID, that would be counted as a COVID death. It means that if um, it technically, if even if you died of a clear alternate cause, but you had COVID at the same time, it's still listed as a COVID death. So um, everyone who's listed as a COVID death doesn't mean that that was the cause of the death, but they had hmm. COVID at the time of death. I hope that's helpful. That oh means my gosh, that, very helpful. Very helpful. Oh, yeah, very helpful. Thank you. Thank that you means that, that uh, most people who died or were taken to a hospital before they died uh, were tested. And most of those tests are positive. And that's how they drove up the false uh, 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 case rates. That's how they drove up the false uh, death rates from what you just heard there. Ignore, and because there's a rate of false positives that's extraordinary here. The cases continue to mount from false positives. Uh, and that's been proven uh, again and again. People have had uh, kiwi fruits and bananas and all mm. kinds of things test positive. The PCR tests were not to be used uh, for diagnosing disease, according to its inventor, Carrie Mullis, a Nobel Prize winner. With PCR, he says, you, if you do it well, you can find almost anything in anybody by amplifying the results. It's almost meaningless. And by the way, where did the flu go? in 2021 hmm. it's missing uh so all of those flu cases were attributed to covid because the positive the, the pcr test can't distinguish between the flu and and the and covid so there's no there's no more flu it's all covid that's how they drove the case numbers and death numbers up because people were dying from the flu mm -hmm. uh Cheap, effective COVID medical treatments like ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine were previously approved by the CDC. Now they're banned. Uh, ivermectin, according to the Wall Street Journal, didn't reduce COVID-19 hospitalizations. And, but they're citing a flawed unpublished study, including ivermectin, in concluding, concluding that. Yeah. Uh, tanking a key systematic review that did show that ivermectin could have saved millions of lives. In fact. Yeah. Picking and choosing which science they refer to, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. Total abuse of science yep. here. Large study finds that ivermectin did not reduce risk of COVID-19. They put this out again and again here, at the New York times. And yet it uh, cited uh, that COVID treatment failed. It's a large clinical trial here, but the times did not critique the study itself. What did they critique? They quoted an opinion of David Bulware, an infectious disease expert at the University of Minnesota. Uh, it's just an opinion. It has nothing to do with the study. Actual studies show that ivermectin is extremely effective, uh, as you can see by the grouping of the squares to, to the left of the middle line highlighted by the red uh, Read there. And as you can see in this study, comparing ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, which were much more effective uh, than the alternatives, uh, Paxlovid and Molnupiravir in this case. Um, and then we have the COVID-19 Lancet retracts paper that halted hydroxychloroquine trials. So they retract the paper. They had to retract the paper uh, that halted because the paper itself responsible for the halting of these hydroxychloroquine trials was flawed itself. It was retracted. So it, it's just manipulation all over the place. Parallel number seven, is there a response far more harmful than the original problem? Let's look at 9-11. What did we do? 
We killed 2 million Muslims in Iraq and Afghanistan. We lost 7,000 soldiers and thousands and thousands of others from other countries in the coalition of the forced. We have a $6.5 trillion global war on terror that our grandchildren will still be paying for. We have a massive drain, of course, therefore, uh, in the U.S. Treasury and the debt. So uh, real problems, 30,000 suicides mm. following the 7,000 that died are on top of them uh, from our U.S. soldiers. Incredible consequences. And, and again and again, all over the place as a result of 9-11. Was that an in, were these intended outcomes? It has to be asked. The invasion of the Middle East uh, uh, was one of the goals of the Project for a New American Century. PNAC, uh, and a vast increase in the military budget, which they got $48 billion. So incredible uh, consequences. How about on the COVID side? Masks proven to have been unhealthy, very harmful uh, to people's health. Lockdowns causing personal and economic destruction. Tens of millions of people put out of work. Staggering cost of unemployment, uh, which was handed out like candy. The destruction, in fact, of, of our economy. The Lancet actually, this is the top medical paper in the country. They actually did cost, uh, the hidden costs of national lockdowns, a paper uh, saying uh, maybe we shouldn't have locked down after all. Um, and then vaccines, of course, uh, are extremely harmful. How do we know that? Look at the VAERS website. It provides the numbers. And a couple of months ago, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I was going to say for clarification for folks. So VAERS is a system on the uh, CDC website, wonder.vaers.com or cdc.wonder.com or something like that. But this, this is a really good resource. This is called openvaers.com, which aggregates all of the data from the CDC's actual website. Because the CDC, obviously what we know about VAERS is not user-friendly. Even when you're submitting a report, it's very cumbersome. And a lot of times they don't the reports like delete out and they don't even get submitted. I feel like they intentionally make it difficult to use. So this website, openbears.com is a great resource to that basically pulls all that information together. So I'm sure most of you are familiar with this, but if you're not openbears.com is basically what we're looking at right here. So in fact, 2.4 million people have had adverse reactions. These are only the ones that are reported. 35,000 people died as a result of the vaccine. This is when the doctors jump through the hoops, which they don't have to do. It's voluntary. It takes a lot of their time to fill out all this paperwork, and it finally gets into the system. Scott, would you take the vaccine if you knew that 35,000 people died from it? No, and especially once I find out that that could be allegedly around 1% of the total incidences, too. So there you go. <laughs> and let's talk about what Scott's uh, referring to here. He's referring to this paper, which the CDC sponsored, uh, Lazarus Ross and others. The CDC wanted to know how effective these numbers were. This is quite a while ago, at how effective the VAERS reporting system is. They found that fewer than 1% of vaccine adverse events are even reported. So yeah, right. If it was 35,000 deaths that were voluntarily reported, it could be as high as a hundred times that. Mm -hmm. So instead of 29 million deaths, say it's only 40%. Uh, we got over a million deaths as a result of the vaccine. And that's corroborated by, um, by others. Uh, we'll get to that. 
we have reports of death following vaccination mm -hmm. uh, in the first uh, week or two, particularly. Uh, the, the causality is quite distinct, mm -hmm. given the hundreds of deaths occur mostly within the first month following vaccination. This is per the CDC VAERS report. Myocarditis in the first week itself. Wow. All of a sudden you take the vaccine, you've got a disease. Hundreds of myocarditis cases uh, occur mostly within the first uh, week, actually. But the funny trick that they do with this particular, those both of those stats is that they say you're not fully vaccinated until two weeks after your second shot. So all of these incidences that happen within the immediate days following the injection, they get counted as unvaccinated injuries or unvaccinated deaths. So people that were unvaccinated yeah. and that's why they got myocarditis, even yeah. though they just had the, their first shot. Yep. And this manipulation is all over the place. So uh, we have a report, 769 athletes, of course, collapsing all over the fields. What's going on? Um, uh, these are young, healthy adults. This is way uh, off the charts in terms of what's normal. Uh, and, and again and again, uh, we have the book uh, by uh, Edward Dowd, um, Unknown Cause Unknown. A must-read book and investigates a 40% increase in deaths among healthy young people in 2021. One America's CEO public, this is insurance, uh, uh, life insurance, publicly disclosed that during the third and fourth quarters of 2021, deaths among people of working age, 18 to 64, occurred at a rate that was 40% higher than before the pandemic. The majority of these deaths were not attributed to COVID-19. Well, what were they attributed to? Uh, it's, you can't even say they're attributed mm -hmm. to the vaccine, but what else is there? Uh, for the is that the causality is incredible, given that it occurs uh, right after the majority of the people got vaccinated. Considering that even a 10% increase in excess deaths would have been a one in 200 year event, but this is a 40%. Yeah. It's shocking. Is, it's damning. The trend is consistent across every player in that business, meaning the uh, the insurance, the life insurance business. Huge numbers uh, uh, yeah, that we're talking about here. So we have uh, world eminent doctors, this one from Saudi Arabia, saying we got to stop these vaccines. People are getting really, really sick. Uh, this one, uh, Dr. Asim Malhotra uh, himself uh, suffered a personal tragedy uh, and, and woke up to this. Talked on Dr. Carlson. The movie Died Suddenly uh, gives us a sense of uh, not only that, that people are dying, but what they're dying from. Their veins are filled with these white rubbery substances found by the embalmers report finding white fiber structures completely obscuring their veins, their arteries. Uh, what else is in the vaccine itself? Uh, the Australian doctor and about two dozen other doctors now find self-assembling structures forming the, uh, in the Pfizer vaccine contents uh, appear to be self-assembling from the contents uh, uh, viewed through dark field microscopy photos uh, showing uh, intelligent design uh, Sunday uh, excuse me, in a, in a Sunday episode of the International Crimes Investigative Committee hosted by the group's founder, Dr. Reiner Fulmich. Let's look at some of these. Uh, he's got hundreds of these 
photographs that show indeed uh, rectilinear and often square uh, uh, self-assembling, meaning they, they grow out of nothing, um, out, of, out of something, but from invisible to visible, uh, and even looking very much, of course, like a, a, a transistor. That's so crazy. Nano router <laughs> is, is, is what they're calling them. Jeez. It's insane. They have these blinking lights, uh, too, uh, which Dr. Mahalchia, uh, Anna Mahalchia, uh, uh, PhD, finds in, in her dark field microscopy analyses uh, these blinking lights that are responsible for taking the lifeblood, uh, life force from the red blood cells and, and moving them uh, into the these self-assembling structures, which uh, she finds and others find. And uh, uh, what is the matrix that kind of holds all this together? Uh, Dr. Ricardo, um, oh, I forgot his fast, last name, uh, from La Quinta Columna uh, finds these same structures, but he also defines and documents graphene oxide. We'll come back to that. But there's no real investigation in terms of 9-11, the 9-11 Commission report, we've already talked about that. They, they were delayed, in fact, for a year and held off by Cheney and Bush. And finally, they were forced by the family members to have this. And, they, but, and, and the family members, in the meantime, had done all of their research. They gave 75, they gave hundreds of questions for the 9-11 Commission to ask. But most of them were not even asked by the 9-11 Commissioners uh, and, and they handed it to him on a silver platter. They did all their work for them. Uh, the 9-11 Commission didn't effectively use subpoena power or take testimony under oath. They overtly sought not to point fingers or find crimes. So this is not a real investigation at all. In fact, Philip Zelikow wrote the book, The Commissioners Did Not. Who is Philip Zelikow? He got his PhD in the creation and maintenance of public myth. He outlined the book before there was ever a commission. And he's a Bush insider. So uh, you can't make some of this stuff up. Mm -hmm. And he was scheduled uh, to then uh, head the COVID <laughs> commission planning yeah. group as well. So let's put him in charge. He wrote, <laughs> did a great job on the 9-11 commission report. So uh, wow. there's no real investigation of Fauci's coronavirus gain of function other than haranguing him in, in congressional hearings. Uh, Rand Paul did a great job of that. But uh, is he on his way to jail? Not quite yet. There's no real investigation of the large number of vaccine-related deaths and injuries that we just went over. So uh, back to the 9-11 side, on, with parallel number t nine, we have corporate and media sponsorship here, um, uh, censorship, excuse me, uh, of of uh, us truth tellers, uh, we're called what? Conspiracy theorists, right? Mm. We're ignored. We're dismissed. We're labeled. Uh, pilots and journalists uh, and others are fired for raising questions about the official narrative. Uh, journalists claim to have debunked 9-11 truthers, but they only attack straw man arguments. They don't take on the evidence that we looked at very seriously. Mm -hmm. That's why we're rebunking it all right here. There you go. Yes, it's, it's rebunked, especially yeah. rebunked number eight. Yeah, exactly. You guys yep. can all see. In the COVID side, we have books like The Real Anthony Fauci that have New York bestsellers, uh, New York Times, uh, and on Amazon. Uh, so we don't have it talked about, discussed whatsoever in the mainstream media. 
but th uh, there it is, completely exposing uh, this whole fraud. Uh, FBI conspires with Twitter uh, to censor uh, the, uh, the the truth tellers, and and indeed the government will actually tell uh, Twitter who to ban, and they do it or did it uh, until uh, Elon Musk bought it. I don't know. It's, it's going a little better now, but yeah, I understand no. there's still some censorship. Alex okay. Jones is not even allowed. Right I know now. that's a, a travesty. Yeah. So I don't know how Elon would answer that question. Has he? Uh, I, yeah, he's been very clear that he says Alex Jones will never. Oh, be. in fact, he said that, you know, that famous Bible quote about, uh, you know, you're anybody that harms children, it's better. They tie a millstone around their neck and get thrown in the deepest waters. You know, yeah. he pulled that on, on, on Alex Jones. Oh, did he, really? he just fully buys in the full narrative that he's like the evil Sandy Hook guy and thinks that, yeah, he's like literally responsible wow. for the murder of children. Like okay. Yeah, so um, yeah, we crazy. we uh, look at uh, Big Pharma and they're censoring uh, the harmful contents of the vaccines again and again. What's in the vaccines? Ricardo Delgado Martin from Cinquenta Columna documents graphene oxide. Graphene oxide is completely toxic to the system. It's found and documented in all the, the, the vials, Johnson & Johnson, Moderna, Pfizer, and it acts as an antenna. It has magnetic properties. This is why the spoons are sticking to people, mm. uh, many of them. Uh, and we've carried out random screening of graphene-like nanoparticles visible at the op optical microscopy, a seven random sample of vials from four different trademarks, coupling image trademarks, meaning those corporations I just mentioned, coupling images with their spectral signatures of Raman vibration, screening 110 objects, 28 objects have, were selected. The identification of graphene oxide structures can be regarded as conclusive, extremely toxic, and uh, yet of great use because combined with those uh, nano routers, the self-forming rectilinear structures uh, can uh, all of a sudden become uh, and a, a whole system of communication, uh, which is then transmitting information from uh, the person who's been vaccinated uh, out, which is why they, and vice versa, in too. Uh, but the MAC addresses transmitted by vaccinated many vaccinated people can be picked up even on your iphone or android um, and it, these, these experiments have been uh, exhaustively uh, studied and and proven it's extremely disturbing of course we'll talk about that on another podcast mm -hmm. uh, parallel number 10 extreme control of the narrative by bush uh citing uh this for instance let us never tolerate outrageous conspiracy theories concerning the attacks of September the 11th. Okay, so right off the bat, you're going to name them conspiracy theories, like the Lancet did uh, uh, also, which, oh, we have it right here. Uh, they're stooping. The, the, the most prestigious medical journal around is stooping to conspiracy theories. Uh, excuse me, stooping to attacks uh, uh, on challenges as conspiracy theories. Clearly, an indication of the weakness of their of their position. We stand together, they say, to strongly condemn conspiracy theories suggesting that COVID nineteen does not have a natural origin. And wow. he, even their own, the Lancet's uh, commissioner was fired because he said it didn't have an, a natural origin, and he led the commission looking for the origin. Wow. Fascinating. Uh, 
feature number 10. Um, do we have time to continue? Yeah, let's keep going. If you, as long as you got time, let's keep going. Yeah. All right. We have to make this happen. Uh, extreme control of the narrative. We have now it's, it's actually shifting. They failed the, the fundamentalist Islamic terrorism uh, that the FBI infiltrates these uh, mentally ill people and, and gets them to buy into a, a, a terrorist attack of some kind. And then, uh, then they're all arrested. Uh, and this happens again and again. Well, now they're doing that with uh, domestic terrorism, uh, racism, white supremacists, and the active shooter narratives, almost all of which are uh, initiated by FBI with uh, mentally ill uh, people uh, in, in large measure that don't even have white supremacist uh, tendencies uh, for the most part. Uh, on the other, on the COVID side, we have the World Health Organization hiring the same PR firm, Hill and Knowlton, that helped shape the 9 11 mm. uh, disaster uh, uh, by uh, putting forth this false story of babies being thrown out of incubators in Kuwait by Iraqi soldiers Whoa. to take the incubators, emotional manipulation that never happened. And who, who was it that was sobbing, telling these stories? Uh, it wasn't a nurse in the hospital. It was the Iraqi, the, the Kuwaiti ambassador's daughter, mm. who, as it was shown. Uh, so Hill and Knowlton is also hired to give us this false COVID na narrative that it came from bats. So these guys are really good, right? They, they manipulate the American public. Um, and we have another tabletop exercise as if 201 uh, was scary enough to behold. We, we have this one. Uh, we, we had this one called a uh, monkey pox. Indeed, they, they predicted an unprecedented monkey pox outbreak a year later to the week that actually happened in mid May of 22. It also happened. Uh, it kind of fizzled, uh, but they telegraphed 27 million deaths uh, per year. Uh, and that's, that's amazing. Uh, and, but it, and it, and it did happen. So when they predict these events, we should take note. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty amazing. On the 9-11 side, we have the public uh, realizing that Osama bin Laden, he's on the loose. The people don't really care. So they finally had to, you know, create an event where they say they shot him, but he died a decade earlier, mm -hmm. kidney failure. Uh, and, and that's been proven. Uh, Wow. Six ways from Sunday. Also, so the FBI is uh, caught manufacturing events, and and in this case, SEAL Team Six, uh, who all died uh, after uh, the event where they were supposed to have killed Osama bin Laden. They all, many of them, died in a helicopter crash. So, uh, we have all kinds of of manipulations that we've got to be uh, aware of. Uh, the World Health Organization himself, uh, Tedros, said it was premature to rule out a lab leak. Well, even he's now admitting in this shifting manipulative narrative that, oh, maybe it wasn't bats after all, as they're caught in, in that uh, problematic uh, narrative. Uh, so it gets, it gets changed. Uh, top officials have to back off. Uh, listen to this EU Minister, uh, 
asking the Pfizer executive uh, what they knew before they even issued this vaccine. Was the Pfizer COVID vaccine tested on stopping the transmission of the virus before it entered the market? Did we know about stopping immunization before um, it entered the market? No. Wait a mm. minute. This is the third or fourth time this has been admitted. They did not know that it could stop the transmission of this disease. Yeah, another we, incident like this just happened in Australia too. Did you see that? Yes, uh, the Australian yes, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. So um, if you guys go to the Last American Vagabond Substack, I have a, a, an article that we put up there, probably the most recent one that highlights this. But same incident where you know some some fiber, you know heads heads of Pfizer were grilled, and in their case, they just refused to answer the question. The question was very specific about transmission, and they just dodged the question for like forty five minutes straight. And there's a link to the episode where Ryan from T Lab covers that very extensively. But yeah, they just you know they that's just the same story no matter where they're at. So yeah, and, and yet we're told before the vaccine came out that it was 99%, was it yeah. 90 or 99? Yeah, they, 100% effect. It was like 100 than 99, then like 95. Then yeah, yeah. More people get the disease if they're vaccinated than if they didn't get the vaccine. Mm -hmm. and, and it's amazing to have yeah. this stuff. Not like this. They blame the COVID truth movement for stressing the bodies of those who are vaccinated. Yeah. So as the public loses faith in the agenda, in the narrative, they have to say, well, how, how are these people dying? Well, they're dying because those, those, those people with disinformation are stressing them out. I wrote an article about that, too, on the oh. T-Lab Substack about how, yeah, COVID misinformation is the leading cause of, of death amongst the vaccinated. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that so incredible? Crazy. It's so crazy. Wow. Yeah. Uh, misin misinterpretation of perceived side effects, uh, clarity on the safety of vaccines. Uh, so they they have this this paper that says fear mongering and misinformation terrorize people into staying unvaccinated. Uh, and, and it's not just causing people to remain susceptible to viral outbreaks, but could also be causing more side effects as seen in the vaccination process. Therefore, if subjects are panicked, concerned, stressed or scared of the vaccination, their arteries will constrict and become smaller in and around the, the time of receiving the vaccine. This biological mechanism, the constriction of veins and arteries and vessels under mental stress, is the most likely cause for where there has been blood clots. Oh, you're responsible for the blood clots, uh, Scott. Yep, yep. Strokes and heart attacks. I think that's absolutely incredible. They go that far. Um, so they, they need a stronger virus as the shifting narrative COVID's not that dangerous, you know, didn't kill that many people. It's 99% survival rate. Mm -hmm. Well, they have a sequel to the event 201 tabletop exercise. It's called catastrophic contagion, mm -hmm. predicting a pandemic in 2025, a number that comes up again and again for predictions, uh, by the way, 2025. Oh, this one's going to be much more dangerous, has a higher fatality rate than COVID-19 and disproportionately affecting children and young people. So they're saying, no, we're not predicting this. This is just an exercise so that we can be ready in case it happens. Well, look what happened. Event 201 predicted a novel coronavirus event, which happened. Monkeypox tabletop exercise predicted monkeypox, which happened. 
Uh, so they've got a way of making these things happen. In future pandemics, we should continue to expect even more major disruptions from misinformation and disinformation. They're really worried about the truth tellers here. We should not expect it alone to combat or put to a stop to the spread of this misinformation, disinformation. Countries need to collaborate to anticipate this threat and prepare to combat it with their own laws. In other words, censorship. Mm-hmm concertedly exploring ways to address this phenomena on a national level in advance of the next pandemic will be crucial. And here we go here with predictions. Uh, so we, you know, we'll have to prepare for the next one that, you know, I'd say is, uh, will get attention this time. That will get attention next, this time, the next pandemic. He knows the next one's coming. Is it coming in 2025? God. Number, mm-hmm. Parallel number 11, serious conflicts of interest with suspicious benefits for insiders. Cheney in control of Halliburton, <laughs> right? No bid contracts making billions. Uh, Michael Chertoff, uh, the co-author of the Patriot Act, in fact, and, and comptroller. Is he the comptroller? Uh, was he, I'm not uh, sure. I don't remember his position. Uh, or was he the attorney general? I get let him mixed see, up. Let me see. Yet administering justice against Muslims tortured in Guantanamo while setting free Mossad operatives caught dancing as the towers are being destroyed. That's the guy. He's the AG. Uh, Mm -hmm. So he was uh, also profiting from remote flight control systems developed for use on 9-11. Fascinating. Uh, He's got got his hands in all these businesses. Um, So this is... the, the. these profits from 9-11 are not just the billions that we've talked about, uh, but trillions um, documented by the Corbett reports, 9-11 trillions follow the money. Mm -hmm. It's excellent. Mm -hmm. And it goes into the bond, uh, the bonds that were uh, developed uh, to bring down the Soviet union in, in the, uh, in the nineties. And uh, they, they came uh, due on September 11th. Interestingly, wow. and they didn't have to come and be paid as, as a result of 9-11. Billions of profits flowed to the banks, the defense uh, industry, the oil companies, and the, we'll call it the arms industry, the war industry, uh, oil companies and the media from the devastation in Iraq, of course. And then the neocon think tank, we talked about them, Project for a New American Century. They asked... They called for regional hegemony in the Middle East, which is a, an extreme benefit for Israel, of course, which uh, seems to have had a hand in all of the 9-11 and the COVID uh, mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, the process of change, they said, absent uh, was likely to be a long one. Absent a catalyzing and catastrophic event like a new Pearl Harbor is what PNAC called for. Bush writes in his diary, Today, we had our new Pearl Harbor. Fascinating. And uh, on the COVID side, we have conflicts of interest, as you can imagine. We already talked about some of them. CDC, Fauci, Gates, and control of the vaccine policy, as well as holding patents on the coronavirus and its vaccines with major stake in vaccine profits. What could go wrong? Hmm. Those funding... uh, the the media and the education of the American public 
are are profiting enormously from these vaccine patents as patents documented by Dr. David Martin again and again and exposed in many, many different uh, documents. The hospitals are incentivized. Speaking of serious conflicts of interest, 13,000 if they get a positive test. Remember, most of the tests were false positives. They get $13,000 for each one and 39,000 if they can get the patient on a ventilator. And then once that happens, almost all of them die. So they get $39,000 for death, essentially. Uh, And we have the incentivization to mark COVID deaths. We talked about that. And the FDA keeping uh, is tasked with keeping us safe, right? But the emergency use authorization invoked for vaccines fails to meet its own requirements. What are those requirements? Requirement number one, this has to be a serious or life-threatening disease condition. Well, if there's a 99% survival rate, how serious is it? Serious enough to void normal procedures for the FDA? No. Uh, in fact, um, these these projections, uh, well, we talked about them. Uh, uh, second, the evidence of effectiveness. Well, we just saw that the Pfizer executives themselves admit that the vaccine is not effective. We saw more people getting sick from the, va- from the vaccine uh, than not. We saw more people dying uh, from the vaccine than died of the disease. Mm-hmm. So the COVID vaccines aren't working the way we thought, we told they they Yeah, exactly. Oh, this is camera exposing them. Uh, So number three, a risk-benefit analysis has to be promoted. Well, whether the known or potential benefits of the product outweigh the known or uh, and potential risks. And of course, we looked at that six ways from Sunday today and found that they fail uh, C, the, the third uh, test. In fact, we saw the death rate uh, is, is higher. And finally, there have to be no alternatives. Well, that's why they attacked hydroxychloroquine, of course, and ivermectin, because there's no adequate, there has to be no adequate approved or available alternative to the candidate product for di- candidate product under emergency use authorization, uh, product for diagnosing, preventing, or pre- treating the disease. And of course, uh, that's why they panned it. And of course, they've been also been proven through independent studies uh, and older studies uh, to be very effective. So that brings us to a parallel number 12, the implementation of draconian policies and surveillance. Did we have that? Mm-hmm. The Patriot Act, the National Defense Authorization Act of 2012, the Military Commissions Act, uh, now allowing any of us uh, to be arrested without a right to a lawyer, a trial, a jury. We can be even uh, tortured and assassinated American citizens. This is quote legal uh, un- under their new emergency authorization yet again uh, through the Patriot Act. The illegal and unconstitutional mass surveillance of Americans' emails and phone calls. All of our phone calls are being and texts and, and uh, emails are being scraped up and stored in a data center in in Utah. It could be used against. This is completely unconstitutional. But they have enough of a crisis. They can engineer the solution. And it always includes draconian policies like Canada's Bill 36, uh, which would allow for the imposition of fines up to $200,000, property seizure and jail time 
for physicians who give misleading information to patients or the public. Did that go through, Scott? Uh, yeah. Yeah. That, they have that in place now. Yep. And of course, uh, the Freedom Convoy, uh, their bank accounts were frozen um, uh, and illegally, unconstitutionally. Uh, how about parallel number 13? Uh, foreknowledge. Very interesting. Uh, feature films, cartoons, book, uh, comic books, the 61 examples of Twin Towers being targeted and destroyed mm. from the 60s. Let's look at a few of them. Uh, here, here we have real estate. 2001, is there life beyond the boom? Whoa. With the towers shown right there in this 2001 New York magazine, months before 9-11. Just months. And the lone gunman. Uh, Order of Liberty in Washington. In this episode. Or Manhattan. Six months before. I'm going to crash the plane into the World Trade Center. I'll tell the flight crew. Landing. Can you override the flight control system? I'm working on it. We couldn't have imagined that somebody could have taken a, a, a plane and crashed it into a mm -hmm. building. Jeez. What was the license plate uh, date, expiration, expiration date of Neo on the Matrix? September mm -hmm. 11th, 2001. Is that wow. a coincidence? Wow. Are all these coincidences, all these attacks on the Twin Towers, some years decade uh, before 9-11. Uh, the meme that has to be put out there. Here you got Muslims attacking with planes. Beavis and it. Mike Judge is not in on it. I swear to God, though. Come on. Mike Judge. Nice <laughs> yeah. um, uh, it's so creepy, though. Demolition with topple twin towers. Oh, this is very creepy. It goes on and on. Yeah, and it's on. wild. Uh, New York 9-11. I mean, they have to get this in to the public consciousness uh in their yeah what wow. um sense of of uh getting us uh, on board uh with their agenda uh and this uh clip from the x-files driven not only by corporate greed but a darker objective the takeover of america and then the world itself by any means necessary however violent or cruel or efficient by severe drought brought on by weather wars conducted secretly using aerial contaminants and high altitude electromagnetic waves in a state of perpetual war to create problem reaction solution scenarios to distract enrage and enslave american citizens at home with tools like the patriot act and the national defense authorization act which abridged the constitution in the name of national security the militarization of police forces in cities across the U.S., the building of prison camps by the Federal Emergency Management Agency with no stated purpose, the corporate takeover of food and agriculture, pharmaceuticals and healthcare, even the military in clandestine agendas to fatten, dull, sicken, and control a populace already consumed by consumerism. And I encourage you all to go shopping more. A government that taps your phone, collects your data, and monitors your whereabouts with impunity a government preparing to use that data against you when it strikes and the final takeover begins. The takeover of America. By a well-oiled and well-armed multinational group of elites that will cull, kill, and subjugate. Happening as we sit here. It's happening all around us. The other shoe waiting to drop. It'll probably start on a Friday. The banks will announce a security action necessitating their computers to go offline all weekend. Digital money will disappear. Oops. 
I'll play that again. Driven not only by corporate greed, but oh. a darker objective. The takeover of America. And then the world itself. By um, yeah, so wow. They're actually giving us the playbook. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're putting it out there so that if we put it out there, they can say, oh, well, you're just watching too much Hollywood, the X-Files. What were you going to say, Scott? Nothing, nothing. We're good, man. Uh, I saw a really crazy COVID predictive programming one recently. I want to see if you have it on your list here. Oh, okay. Now you got to add it. Well, check out the 2012, how many years in advance? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, uh, London Olympics with sick children. This is entertainment in front of millions and millions of people, TV and, and, and hundreds of thousands there. Uh, what part in the Summer Olympics uh, halftime or opening ceremony would this possibly have that could be considered inspiring? And why would they do this uh, with a large gargoyle-like figure with a needle-like object in his hand uh, directing uh, all of this and frightening uh, the children and, and everybody else um, spectacularly? Uh, absolutely amazing uh, piece of, of foreknowledge here, even with hints of Wuhan uh, in the uh, mix and uh, telegraphing the, uh, the, the coming of, of uh, masks by fashion, uh, Billy Eilish in this case, and the Denver airport with children in masks. This is a mm -hmm. couple of decades, at least uh, before, uh, th this devilish set of of uh, murals uh, in, in the airport, but uh, none are are more accurate, perhaps, than and scary than Utopia twenty twenty uh, series here. You've desecrated all of my work. You disrespected science. What the hell did you put in that vaccine? We created a flu that sparked the demand for a vaccine that doesn't work. After everyone in the country is vaccinated. And the world. He'll have murdered millions. Nope, nope, you don't have it. How much evil do you have to do to do good? Your father created a world-changing, not world-ending, a world-changing, world-improving omnivirus. And we have taken that virus embedded it in the vaccine of the Sturge flu. I knew it. I knew it. We created a panic and now everybody's begging for the vaccine. No, no, no. D demanding it with all the entitlement of a first world country. Yes. And now we have exactly what we want. Hundreds of millions of Americans lining up, offering us their arms and letting us give them our creation. What we are doing is far bigger than death. Wait. This virus is not deadly. Everything I do is a cure for our current situation. We intend to stop human reproduction for three generations. The busy, endless global assembly line of babies will grind to halt. You're sterilizing people? Uh-huh. In the first five years, we'll start to see major birth rate declines as teenagers vaccinated today hit their childbearing years. You're controlling the future of human civilization. Is that what they're calling it? 
a very nice euphemism for a species that is replicated like a contagion across the planet, killing all other species in its wake. <laughs> so, that's wow. a little disconcerting, yeah. given that we have uh, uh, exactly people lining up and, and mm -hmm. asking for their free, sponsored, taxpayer-paid uh, uh, shot that's it's killing uh more people than than the disease ever did. And finally, uh, we take a look at this clip. Chris is an internet lunatic. You're not saying you believe him. Just hold on, Agent Einstein. You're talking to a scientist. Uh, forgive me, Assistant Director. It may sound insensitive, but the suggestion is pure science fiction. What I'm saying, Agent Einstein, is that the facts, as I understand them, cannot be discounted out of hand. You say they're tampering with our DNA, that they're able to shut down our immune systems by the addition of something to our DNA. Yes, but I don't know how exactly. How it's being triggered. I don't know that either. It's clearly a widespread failure of our immune systems. Through gene tampering. A virus within a virus that was put there through the smallpox vaccine. It's okay. The Spartan virus removes the adenosine deaminase gene from your DNA. It removes the ADA gene and your immune system will simply vanish. Yeah, but I'm not getting sick. It's only a matter of time. Okay, so how does it work? How does the virus remove the ADA gene? A process called CRISPR-Cas9. CRISPR RNA and a protein cutting genes at exact locations. Exactly, but in this instance, used as a weapon. The ability to depopulate the planet, to kill everyone but the chosen by tampering with their DNA. Through gene editing. Why do such a thing and lie about it? Our own government. Your own government lies as a matter of course, as a matter of policy. The Tuskegee experiments on black men in the 30s, Henrietta Lacks. What are they trying to do? That's the missing piece. But it's not hard to imagine a government hiding, hoarding technology for 70 years at the expense of human life and the future of the planet. So <laughs> we start to see what's really going on here. It's been proven that uh, the mRNA vaccine is is changing DNA. Uh, we don't have to go into that here, but we do want to wind up looking at through the incisive mind of Dustin Broadbury of the cogent, uh, who tells us it runs even deeper than predictive programming. According to Dr. Michael Hoffman, he quotes, uh, first, they suppress the counter argument. And when the oppor most opportune time arrives, they reveal aspects of what's really happened, but in a limited hangout sort of way, which you just saw some clips of. We were told the vaccines were harmless until Pfizer debased their own safety claims, but not before the entire world, had, or half of them at least, had been, had been vaccinated. Lockdown apologists across the corporate media are now almost unanimous that lockdowns do more harm than good. This is no arbitrary about face, but rather a carefully planned sequence of disclosures when the time is right. Hoffman suggests that the ruling elite are giving notice of their supremacy, declaring themselves virtuoso criminal masterminds above the law and beyond reproach. But most of all, they're telling you in no uncertain terms that you are without recourse. These events are beyond your control. And is your own, as is your own destiny, for that matter, eventually a sense of apathy and abulia, which is an absence of willpower, engulfs humanity, demoralizing us to the point 
of conceding defeat to a system we are powerless to change. Buried deep within their rule of law is a hidden constitution that states nothing happens without your consent. In this version of contract law, once the truth is hidden in plain sight, you have agreed to it. There exists someplace an unsigned contract with your unsworn oath upon it. In secret societies and psychological warfare, the following is a statement which comes from within the British intelligence wing of the cryptocracy. So this from a MI uh, agent. Realizing that our activities will sooner or later come to light, as conspiracy researchers unravel them, they will release information into the public consciousness. The more we are investigated, the more masses of people are psychologically processed by the very people who seek to expose us. That's the meme that constitutes our essential structure is then successfully mimicked within the consciousness of those who investigate us. Success can then be measured precisely to the extent that our work is exposed. Inducing awe in people is to induce paralysis in them in a type of shock. And so we've become addicted to the thrills of finding out what our slave masters are doing to us, he concludes. And there's a little bit of that, huh? Mm -hmm. uh, if we have a sense that these are supremely powerful people against whom resistance is useless, then that extends their power exponentially. Wow. So some of that is true, at least. And that makes it, for me, a spiritual problem, Scott. Uh, mm -hmm. we're, we're not talking about taking up guns against uh, anybody. This is uh, not going to be effective. Um, speaking the truth is, is, is found to be effective. And yet it also has this uh, darker side of what we just heard. So we, we have to go uh, a lot deeper than we've been going in the, in the truth movement. We have to connect these dots. Yes, 9-11 uh, and COVID uh, is very helpful. We have to wake up people. We have to give out information. But more importantly, I think we have to practice prayer and meditation because this is a spiritual problem. We have to discover our real freedom, who we really are. We have to wake up uh, as to our original identity. Uh, I think, in God. Uh, learn more, act, and help others to wake up. That's what we can do. And support those, everybody, uh, like Scott and myself, who can go out there and speak for you. Support and co-produce the film that gets the evidence uh, out there into the mainstream. Uh, support richardgage911.org and uh, rebunked.news. Wow. Richard, oh my God. Hopefully everybody, you can hear the clapping of all the people in the chat. You just came, you saw, you crushed. Uh-oh, one of my lights just went out. Oh gosh, we're having all kinds of trouble today, guys. Yeah. Anyway, we're just going to roll with it. We're just going to roll with it. So Richard, wow, that was such an impressive conversation. There were so many people in the chat that were uh, just saying how awesome that was. So thank you. You guys, I want you to focus all your attention and support on this episode to richardgage911.org. Please go help fund and support his new project. Make sure you uh, like not only the film, but also, you know, just as an ongoing um, contributor, 
please, you guys, like this is the most important work that's being done out there right now. And, and, and just you, as you guys can see, we're tying. This is the key to tying all of it. Okay. I don't even know why I can't even mess with this light anymore. Anyway. Yes. Yeah, you guys, okay. see, if you want to help. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. If you want to chip in a few bucks to help me get my lighting set up a little better, that'd be awesome. Yeah, there, we go. there you go. There you go. Richard, I, uh, I wanted to play this for you too, real quick before we go. So this is yeah. the, the predictive programming that I was actually it was Owen, Owen Benjamin pointed this out recently. Oh. Like, so this is from, this is from the dark Knight rises. Okay. See if you can find the two little pieces of predictive programming in this one. They're back to back real quick. You ready? Okay. Thanks. Oh, wait, I might have to share my sound here. Hold on. Let me remove that. Share my sound again. Uh, present, share screen, share tab, audio. Okay, here we go. All right, here we go. I'm not afraid of seen standing up for these guys. I'm asking not for you. It's to protect the people you care about. Whoa. Did you see that? No. Okay, so he goes, he goes... I, I just skipped it. Okay, so he's like the. Ma he goes. The mask is not for you. It's to protect uh -oh. the people you care about. <laughs> and then watch what happens immediately after he pulls out this little bomb device, and it's the exact shape of a coronavirus. Oh, really? Back to back. Watch this. Watch this. If you're working alone, wear a mask. I'm not afraid to be seen standing up to these guys. The mask is not for you. It's to protect the people you care about. Oh, look at that. <laughs> Wow, that's a good one, huh? Anyway, that is awesome. <laughs> so the mask is not to protect you; it protects the one you care about. That, wow, that's incredible. Yeah, so the, the two parallels right there together. Yep, yep exactly, exactly, incredible, exactly. Well, Richard, I don't want to keep you any further into your afternoon here. Thank you so much for taking the time and spending with uh, you know a little bit extra time with all the technical difficulties. But that was such an incredibly powerful presentation. Um, Thank you so much, man. I'm truly honored to have you on here. So I'm going to be going to this uh, event in Austin. And when I get back, we'll do some more work and I'll get that, that little project. We'll get that going here. Right. But anyway, I, I could be there with you too. Scott. I know, man. I wish you could be there too. So next year, next year, we plan on doing lots and lots of these. So, cool. um, so you guys, uh, Richard Gage, 911.org. Um, I guess I also want to shout out, uh, Twitter. Uh, you can find Richard at Richard Gage underscore nine one one dot or yeah Richard Gage underscore nine one one on Twitter. Make sure you're following him there. Anything else you want to shout out or send anybody besides the website? Nope. Just the, okay. thanks so much for okay. for watching, guys, and and pass it around. This is really yeah. important information. Yep, this is a great great episode to share with your friends and family and anybody that uh, you know is receptive to this information. So, Richard, thank you so much. We'll talk to you again soon, and everybody, I will uh, talk to you next week. Peace. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, thank everybody. You.